to my little podcast of big wisdom. I want you to congratulate yourselves for taking time out to be nosy and listen to this podcast. If you want to have peace of mind, and boy, does that bring about big results. And if you want to know someone is in your corner and understands how you feel and what you're going through, then this podcast is for you. I love what I do, and I want to inspire as many people as I can to enjoy a life that is truly amazing. It's time to let go of perfection, live fearlessly, forgive easily, and love unconditionally. Are you ready? What's bothering you right now, and what are you going to do to deal with it? Welcome to my little podcast of Big Wisdom. And in this particular podcast, we're going to be looking at how you can break the cycle of negativity. And you can break the cycle. When we feel trapped in a self-destructive habit, our lives can be chaos. So I want us to explore how to break free from any negative cycles you may be stuck in. You know, people have a distorted view of the world when they're in a negative state of mind. It becomes a cycle where negative thoughts reinforce negative emotions which in turn produces negative actions. If the cycle is not broken and left to run uninterrupted, it inevitably has a detrimental physical and mental effect on the person experiencing the chaotic spin. And in addition, if these cycles spin often enough, they can lead to clinical depression and anxiety. And none of us want that. The key to avoiding this negative distortion and stopping the mental spin is to understand what initiates the cycle. What are your trigger points? Once mindful of the triggers, people can train themselves to avoid them or stop it before it does you any harm. You can think, do and be positive. But before you can do that, you need to understand more about yourself. You know, setting big goals can result in a cycle of negative thinking. Because when they're not achieved in the short space of time, we feel a sense of failure. Do you find yourself doing that? Oversetting your goals. And lots of times when I'm traveling around the country talking to people and they're telling me about the things that they're trying to achieve, the one thing that I tell them every single time is to keep their goal setting and the things they're looking to achieve simple. And they look at me gone out going, yes, but how am I ever going to achieve anything? One tiny step at a time followed by another tiny step and by the time you've put hundreds of those small steps together you have achieved a big fat juicy goal but if you set your mind at the beginning to try and climb the whole staircase without doing the single steps in between you'll quite likely fail because it's just too overwhelming so we're going to start with small changes If you have a big goal to achieve right at this moment in time, I want you to write it down. And then I want you to think about the small steps that you can take each day to reach that goal. Break it down. Break it down into small bite-sized chunks. So for instance, if you've got a goal that you'd like to achieve this month, let's just say there's 30 days in the month. If you're starting today, 30 days from now, you would like to achieve a goal. Break that down into 30 small steps. If you do this, you will achieve your goal. And often I find people contacting me going, Debbie, I achieved it in 15 days. Debbie, I achieved it in 16 days. It didn't take half as long. But that's because their mind was free. 
It was free to be creative. It was free to think. It was free to make great decisions. And it was motivated. This way, when you get a little bit of a setback, it won't seem so detrimental to your thought process. And you've given yourself that vital thinking time. You don't have to take the whole staircase, as I said. It all starts by taking the first step. One step at a time, one moment at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time. I want you to look at all the apps, you know, that we've got available to us now. We've got from couch to 5K. We've got how to walk apps. We've got all of these things. And what the one thing they all have in common is each one of them show you tiny incremental steps. Darren Hardy in his book, The Compound Effect, talks about momentum. Momentum is created by doing a series of tiny things together, little and often consistently. And there's the key, consistency. But like I said, I want us to start talking about breaking the cycle of negative thinking. As humans, we're social creatures and we long to form new connections and to feel accepted. Meeting new people and forming new relationships can not only expose us to new cultures and different ways of living, but it can give us a sense of belonging. And when we have that sense of belonging, we feel more that we can achieve the things that we're setting out to do. I've got six ways that you can break that cycle of negativity. So grab your pen and paper or sit yourself comfortably now and start to think about how this can affect you. It's easy to become, as I said, trapped in the negative cycle. Negative thoughts and negative en energy. Just like positive thoughts give you positive energy. And quite often, whether it's positive or ne negative, your energy is literally contagious. And it propagates itself. If you have negative thoughts, you end up with negative emotions. Negative emotions lead to negative actions. Negative actions give you negative results. And negative results give us negative reactions. Negative reactions lead to negative consequences. And when you think about that, you know, the simplicity of that actual equation starts to help you realize just how much you are in control of what you do, say, and think. The good news is that any cycle of negativity can be transformed, transformed into a positive one by making the choice to do so and then intently focusing on it. The key to breaking any cycle of negativity is to shift your state of mind and alter your current perspective. When in doubt, tell yourself to return to what is easy and simple. Spending time outside, spending time chatting with friends, spending time doing positive stuff like laughing and smiling. You know, I went to the um, comedy store in Manchester a couple of weekends ago. There was a group of us went along there. And I haven't laughed so much in ages. I laughed so much that my sides were hurting. And the next morning, boy, did I know about it. But that laughter, that medicinal laughter, really lightened the load. Now, I wasn't feeling particularly negative when I went there. But the next day, I just felt absolutely cleansed. It was amazing. So I want you to start thinking about the things that you can do to help shift yourself and break that cycle of negativity. The first simple thing I'd encourage you to do to break the cycle is to return to nature. You know, Ralph Waldo Emerson once wrote, in the woods we return to the reason and faith. There I feel that nothing can befall me in life which nature cannot repair. Escape the overwhelm and chaos and commotion of your daily grind, your daily life, that daily treadmill, and take some time to get lost and lose yourself in nature. 
Feel the ground beneath you. Hear the wildlife waking up and calling to each other. Listen to the waves crashing over the shore if you live near the sea. Listen to the sound of the wind passing through the trees. And just let yourself embrace the simplicity and beauty of nature. Return to a less cluttered, simpler, purer sense of self. You know, I've got a dog. Most of you may have seen her on Instagram. I do like to show her off. She's like a really good companion to me and she brings me great joy. And we call her hashtag Brody Dog. And, you know, I go and take her for walks. At the end of every day, about 9pm, you'll find me walking the dog. And on a Sunday morning in particular, about 5.30am, you'll find me out walking the dog. Why? Because there's nothing nicer than allowing the simplicity of a walk in the countryside with the dog to rejuvenate my thinking. It's almost at the end of the day, during the week, I'm mentally processing everything that's gone through the day and having that quiet time of reflection. And on a Sunday, I'm almost preparing myself for the day ahead. So I want you to start thinking about getting back to nature. And even if you work in a city, there are parks around you that you can go and take yourself to. There are no excuses. The second thing I want you to do is focus on this moment. Focus on the now. Too often we become a slave to the rhythm, trapped by the negative thoughts and the endless stream of what-ifs playing in our heads. The endless cycle of negative compels us to feel like we need to escape our own minds. And a simple remedy to abandon a cycle of obsessive thinking and overthinking is to focus on the small stuff, the things that you can do and achieve right now in this moment. Not tomorrow, not the next day, not the week after, not the month after, but right now. And quite often people, again, are thinking too far ahead. So they're starting to confuse and complicate the issue. It all boils down to your attention and focus. Take your attention off of the thinking and feel your other senses. Start to think about touch, smell, taste, hearing and so on. Focus on the touch of the grass beneath you if you sat down having your lunch in the outside. Focus on the smell of the air around you. Focus on feeling your heartbeat. Intently breathe in and out and with each breath notice how your body feels. Take yourself in this moment to focus on now. When you're feeling chaotic and you're feeling negative, just say this word in your head, stop. When you instantaneously say that word inside your head, you actually do stop for a moment. And then the secret is to just focus on now, focus on your breathing, taking a deep breath in and allowing that breath to just gently leave, then focusing on your heartbeat. And then just gently focusing on what's around you right at this moment in time. And even if you're in a busy office, you can take yourself to a very quiet place inside your mind. So start to focus on now and not the next moment. Because in that moment of stopping and being still, you can cease the chaos. The next thing I want you to think about, the third thing, is take the long view. When the present moment is burdened with unbearable pain and discontent, shift your perspective away from right now and onto the big picture. So you've done your focusing on the here and now and being still in that moment. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take the burden of what's on your mind at this moment in time and you're going to shift your perspective away from right now and onto the big picture. Every problem has an expiry date. So I want you to start thinking whatever challenges you're facing right at this moment in time, next week will be different. Tomorrow it will be different. In the next hour it will be different. 
It will become tomorrow's fish and chip paper. You don't need to hold on to this stuff. So focus on the long view. Visualize the abundance of the benefits that will ultimately become of you from this bout of growth. When you're going through these periods of feeling quite negative about things, actually it's a time when you can grow. It's a time when you can stretch yourself, you can evolve your thinking. Because I always tell people it comes down to choice. And you do have a choice. You can choose to step out of the cycle of negativity. Now I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have days where I think, oh gosh, what's going on here? But I apply these things to myself. And by applying these things, I can step out of the cycle of negativity. None of us are perfect. Our brains are hardwired for negative protection. We are actually wired to protect ourselves. And so we will seek out the negative because we're almost checking. We're like mission impossible. We're there like our own security guards. We're constantly on a heightened state of alert, checking our environment around us, the people around us, the energies that we're feeling. And so we can become quite negative by allowing that to consume us. It's becoming aware of these triggers and things that help us stay stuck. So focus on the long view. Visualize the abundance of benefits that will ultimately become yours when you focus on the things to get. And remember how time helps heal all wounds. I saw a great poster on Facebook the other day and it said, at this point in your life, you have lived 100% of your worst days. You have got through them. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> it's really good. And I want you to think about that. Whatever you're going through at this moment in time that's creating this cycle of negativity, <laughs> you've survived it to this point. You can go on. The fourth thing I want you to do is become the examiner of your thoughts. Become the thinker. A unique concept that I first learned about a while back when I actually read a book by New Age author Eckhart Tolle is the practice of observ observing the thinker. Here's how you can do it quite simply. Vision yourself as having a higher consciousness that resides outside of you, that resides outside the confines of your own head, something bigger than you, a higher purpose if you will, and above and beyond your mind, above and beyond where your thought processes occur. Literally imagine the workings of your mind and your brain and thoughts as though, although part of you in some way separate, a separate entity, a separate entity that you can actually observe. Not an inseparable component of who you are, but a separate entity. Examining the thinker is to imagine your mind as part of you. Not who you are, like your hands, which you can look down upon and watch, although you are attached to them and control their movements. What is the thinker? thinking and why? I want you to start asking yourself those questions. Why am I thinking these thoughts? Is the bout of negativity silly, superfluous, unnecessary, simply catering to your own sense of ego, providing you with some worries me sense of purpose? What's the root of the negativity that the thinker is harping on? And when you actually stand back from the situation and observe the thinker of the thoughts, you can start to get a really good grasp on what's going on. They actually use some of this stuff in conflict resolution in companies, and I've seen it done, where you actually take the two people that are involved in the chaos and you remove them from the seats that they're sat on and ask them to look at the seats and tell you what's going on with the conflict. And then they start talking in the third person. And then you do it even further away from that. You take them further back until they're talking in the fourth, fifth, sixth person. By the time they've examined 
the behaviour of the people who were sat on the chair, which is actually them, they start to recognise that their behaviour is actually causing conflict. And it removes that victim status, it also removes the blame, and it allows people to see things from a fresh perspective. So become the examiner of your own thinking and behaviour. Take a step back and have a look in at what's going on. And then decide, where are you at that moment in time? Are you just having a pity party? And if you are, what can you do to uninvite yourself to that? The fifth thing I want you to do is surround yourself with people you absolutely love. Not just like, but you love. You absolutely get a sense of joy from being around them. That saying, seek and ye shall find. Go out and be with the ones you love and who love you back equally. Surround yourself with them, that unconditional love, that non-judgmental behavior. They may not be family. They may not actually be the friends that you have at the moment. You may need to go and look at that circle of influence. But feel the gratitude and contentment that they have that place in your lives. Appreciate the relationships and friendships that bring you this joy and equality. And share in them. Consider the simple miracle that is their very existence. Be really grateful for these people and spend more time with them. Because out of the millions and millions of possible genetic combinations, defying the odds of lack and chance, these people that give you that sense of unconditional love, complete non-judgmental behavior, and joy in your heart, have come to be born and now part of your life. And intently enjoy their company. Don't miss a moment with them. And the sixth thing I want you to do is to never, ever, ever stop laughing. Laugh deeply every single day. Happiness, laughter and smiles are simply beautiful. And in their beauty, in their simplicity, they connect to every human being. And that connection begins on a level greater than we often fully appreciate. Just look at children when they're laughing. Look at the joy in their hearts. Look at the sense of freedom on their faces. Laughter, happiness and smiling are common denominators among all human beings. We're all we all naturally recognize, appreciate and connect through smiles and laughter. These acts of radiating positive energy bind us. They transcend human beings, skin deep differences and they weave between us and entwine us. They easily break a bout of negativity, just that simplicity of laughing. Never ever stop laughing. These connections will also allow us to pop, pop out those negative feelings. Having someone to vent to will help us realize the negative emotions and will prevent them from damaging our thoughts. And having someone to laugh with will actually eradicate these negative feelings and help us move to a more positive perspective. It's time to get curious about yourself and the life that you live or the life that you choose to live. Every person is a new door to a different world. The choice is always yours, and I want you to remember that you've got this. You can rise and fight. You can free yourself from the shackles of your inner fears and emotions. You can allow fear to mean one of two things to you. It can mean forget everything and run or face everything and rise. You know, feel the fear and do it anyway is a great book by Susan Jeffers. If you haven't read it, grab it and read it. So I want you to think about the six things that I've shared with you today. Get back to nature, go outside and just enjoy the beauty that is our world that we live in. Focus on the now 
and stop focusing on what you can't control and focus on this very moment that you can control. Take the long view, shift your perspective away and look at the bigger picture that every problem has an expiry date. Become the examiner of your thoughts, become the thinker. Observe what's going on from an outsider's perspective. Surround yourself with people you absolutely love and never ever stop laughing. You may not have heard the exciting news that Debbie TV is coming to your screens. A show based on hope, courage and transformation. Real people seeking real solutions that will change their lives and yours. No DNA tests, no punch-ups, no waffle. Just good, solid, life-changing solutions. We're due to air in 2015. And I want you to be part of that community. So subscribe at www.debbytv.co and come follow me on Twitter at Debbie Huxton. I'd love you to keep in touch with me and share your journey.